Good morning! It is Friday, April 3rd, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I want to thank you for joining us as we come to God's Word with eagerness and anticipation to hear Him speak to us today. We will read and pray and spend time together drawing near our Lord this morning. It seems every day now is just crazy and unexpected, and especially right now, there's just uncertainty and instability. Praise the Lord for His steadfastness now. Let me read our text, pray, and then we'll dive into it. This is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 2 through 12. And He opened His mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Let's pray. My God, as we come to the end of our week, we thank you for such a good week in your word. It's been a challenging week. Your word has cut us like a two-edged sword and made us really consider our posture towards holiness. Lord, do it again today. Help us as we seek your face in your word. By your Holy Spirit, speak to us and speak to our souls. Amen. Well, if you've been listening this week and paying attention, you know that we have three last Beatitudes to look at today as we close out this week. So let me read those three again for us one more time. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. My brothers and sisters, as we walk in righteousness, we will face persecution. Consider what this looks like in our American Western context. These verses are pretty clear. Peacemakers or sons of God will face persecution in the pursuit of righteousness. The context doesn't matter. Persecution comes. It's almost as if persecution is proof that we are pursuing righteousness. Look at how Jesus says it. Blessed are you when others revile you. He doesn't say, blessed are you if others revile you. Certainly, we don't see much physical persecution, but families are torn apart on account of righteousness. I've seen it at weddings and funerals where faith is at the front lines, and the pursuit of righteousness 
My brothers and sisters have stood in the path of holiness in spite of what their family members might think. I once knew a man who lost his job because he would no longer partake in unethical financial practices, and so his company let him go. I remember when I used to be a student at a public university. I had to go to the dean of my department because my professor would not accept my work on account of Christian sources I used in a research. We read about persecution, and then we immediately think of physical persecution or martyrdom. But I think it looks much more different in our context. Recently, a famous hip-hop artist confessed his faith in Jesus. When asked in an interview what changed, he said, I realize that Christianity is all about repentance. The reaction from the secular world was the same that we've seen over and over again. People said, this is a money grab. They said he was just doing another crazy stunt, that he had been brainwashed. What about folks who leave their careers to go into public ministry? In my hometown, there's a pastor who used to be a successful chemist. He felt the call to ministry and he gave it all up to pastor a small congregation. To pursue ministry, he lived near the poverty line instead of being a well-paid, well-educated chemist. Even people in church were criticizing him for such a decision. Sometimes the Christian life isn't always fun and glamorous. I'm pretty sure that there's members of my own family who think I'm crazy for decisions I've made to pursue ministry. But how can we not follow such a path? Jesus himself promises to us that our reward will be great in heaven. The sacrifice of others and pursuit of righteousness has always been an encouragement to me. Brothers and sisters, as we close, and we think about persecution and promise, I want to ask you to consider two things. Do you face persecution? What ways have others reviled against you and spoken evil to you? Is the position of your heart to rejoice when this happens? Maybe this hasn't happened to you. Think about that, dear Christian. Think about how Jesus promises persecution to those who pursue righteousness. Finally, I want you to consider Joseph and Caleb, two heroes of the faith from the Old Testament. You may remember the story. They spied out the land of Canaan with ten other spies sent out by Moses. They pursued righteousness. Against the words of the other ten spies, they stood firm on God's promises and were reviled for it. They did the right thing. Yet they still endured 40 years wandering in the desert with the rest of the Israelites. But do you remember what happened next? Caleb and Joshua, who pursued righteousness, entered into the land of promise. My dear listeners, it is Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Rest in the Lord. Pursue peace and tread the path of righteousness at all costs. The promises of our Lord in Matthew 5 are worth it. Treasure them. Hold them close to your breast for times of trial that will come as a result of our faith. 
Let me close us in prayer. Our Lord and our God, in Revelation, you claim to be both the root and the seed of David. What an amazing phrase. You were both the creator of the royal lineage and you were born of it. My Lord, how worthy are you to be our God. You are our prize at the end of this long, long race. Keep us on the path of righteousness. We delight to walk in your ways. You are the bright and morning star that keeps our gaze upon such a narrow path. Heavenly Father, our Lord, be praised. Let us glorify you by our words today, by our deeds among our friends and families. Help us to be peacemakers and peacekeepers, for you are the Prince of Peace. We are so thankful for these words in Matthew this week. The Beatitudes are truly beautiful to us. What keys of promise, spoken by you, our King. Lord, be with my listeners as they go into this day and this weekend. As Resurrection Sunday draws near, help us to consider how the resurrection changes everything. Lord, we pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus, the Son of God, in whom we find our yes. Amen. Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace. I'll see you on Monday.